What's up, everybody? You know, you know what happens on Mondays, That now you get something from the archives. Enjoy this week's inspiring motivational interview, and we will catch you later on in the week as we start to share with you some of the best of the best tools and tactics, everything having to do with sales. Let's go. Hey Sharks, welcome back to Elevation Nation. I am here today. It's such an interesting story how this came about. Many of you have read the book and three years ago, almost going on four, I was in a hospital bed on LinkedIn and I didn't know where my life was going to go. I didn't know who to reach out to. I knew absolutely nothing and no one. And I met a guy (laughs) and his name is Larry and he volunteered out of the goodness of his heart to share his story with me. And to give me the inspiration I needed and the courage I needed and the strength I needed and the trust in my foundation that I needed to start to build my business. And Larry is a guest on our show today. Welcome, Larry. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Glad to to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a really great show because, I mean, you were there back in the day when there was nothing um, other than a dream, right? And you helped guide me along that. So tell all the sharks a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Well, again, Larry Linney, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur is probably the best way to explain it. Um, uh, back in the, in the early 1990s, working in corporate America, um, I realized that I, I had a passion to, to help other people accomplish what they didn't know they could accomplish, uh, whether that was in, in my sports background, playing in the NFL or, or my businesses that I was going to be working in or just my kids or coaching or whatever I could find. I was going to help other people do things they, they didn't know possible. I didn't, I, I, I grew up always thinking I could do things um, way beyond what everybody else around, to, around me told me that I could do. And, and I felt like that there was uh, way too many people in this world that are cutting themselves short, keeping themselves from being what their, what their potential truly is. And so I've, I've lived a life of, of helping other people accomplish those things. And so it's been now, I think I'm on maybe my 18th business. Um, I've worked uh, uh, as, a, as a coach in different sporting events. I've uh, uh, raised five daughters um, and I pretty much lived my life just trying to find out where other people um, need to be inspired and need to be developed so that they can accomplish something that they didn't know they could do. What was it when you were growing up that made you have that realization? You know, I think it's it's um, partly I had a lot of people around me that were doubters, um, a lot of people that that tried to make excuses for me, um, saying I was either too slow or um, I was uh, not strong enough uh, as an athlete, or they would say I had teachers that told me that I probably should not go to college and should look at other things to do in my career, um, trades or whatever. Not that those are bad or good. They just told me what I couldn't do. But but I would find myself pushing past those things and realizing that I could do it. And, you know, it's, it's like my wife a few years ago. She's not very athletic and she got into CrossFit. And all of a sudden she started realizing she had muscles in there. And 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 sometimes when you when you find out things that other people told you you couldn't or, or, or shouldn't do and you do it, um, you, you start you start realizing that the rest of the world may be wrong. And, um, and I just got inspired um, independently to go become things that people said I couldn't. 
And, and then, and that just gave me the realization that most people are lied to most of their life. And, and, and it's not that, that people lie to them because they want them to fail. It's because they're trying to protect them. I, I think it's good intentions. I mean, parents will tell their kids not to try things because they don't want to, they don't want to see them fail. They don't want to see them get hurt. And, and they'll, they'll try out for a, a theater event or, a, a, or they'll try out for sports. And the minute that it's not going well, the parents will tell them to quit and go do something else because, they try to protect them. And I think, I think our world wants to protect people and culturally um, make them be, feel okay and be okay. And um, I just didn't accept that and, and never have and never will. And now I just seek out every person I'm around and think, gosh, what could they do and how can I help them do it? Yeah, no. And that's, that's so beautiful. It's funny. Anytime I hear somebody say like their parents make them drop out of something, um, <laughs> I'm like, I kind of wish my parents made me drop out of more. Um, <laughs> like it's always so funny. I remember we had to run a mile or something like that around the playground in my head. It was mile. It was probably like half a block, yeah. um, but in kindergarten and like all the other kids and the cute boys, right. They were running in circles along the fence and I tried to get out of it. And I was like, I went to the nurse and I was like, I have cystic fibrosis. I'm not allowed to run the mile. And my nurse calls my mom which thanks nurse. And my mom goes, well, you don't have to run it. If you do though, you'll probably die earlier. I was like, ah, and like, I was the slowest runner. Everybody made fun of me and, uh, you know, but I'm alive now. So it's interesting. Some of these things, what is it? So what I hear about your story is kind of the comeback kid, right? Like the nose down, I'm not listening to you. You cannot decide my path for me. I'm going to pick it. Can you tell me, about a situation in your life when that was so incredibly true, like a real experience where someone was telling you specifically that thing you could not do and how your mind activated to say, nope, not putting power in your words. I'm choosing my own narrative. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I mean, the list is long from from high school to college as an athlete and as a student, people telling me I couldn't and I did from college to professional sports, people said I couldn't and I could, and I did. Um, business environments, people telling me, gosh, you're just a sales guy. You'll never be, you know, you'll, you'll never be a manager or lead the company or, uh, and, and I've, I've had people tell me you're not, um, uh, you're, you're not the, the, the CEO type because you don't really, you're not a risk taker. I, I, I Kellen, I could, I could give you a hundred examples and it's, and it's, it's just the world, the way they tend to tend to respond. Um, and I, and I don't know that there's any one that was a, the most magical moment of all, but I guess I could, I could go back to just a few years ago in 2017, I was, um, uh, I was racing, um, bikes here in Colorado. I'm a, I'm a pretty average cyclist and I was doing a cyclocross race and in, in the pre-race, um, we were, we we're just doing some riding and, and a, a group was headed down into a, a ditch area and, uh, some guy hit the, his brakes at the bottom. And I had just entered the ditch when, um, when the, uh, when the guy at the bottom hit his brakes and everybody else had their brakes. Well, because my front tire had gone forward, it flipped me and, and I went down and hit my head and, um, I had a really bad headache and was hurting pretty bad. And long story short, I ended up crushing C1, C2 in my, in my neck and, uh, should have been dead, should have been, um, paralyzed at least. 
Um, but I ended up getting put into a halo. And uh, here was this guy that's the you know six foot six foot two athlete business executive. You know, I can look okay in a suit, and all of a sudden I'm a guy in a halo. Um, running a global business and and the doctors and everybody said you're done you know you're you're going to go sit for three or four months and you're you don't you're not going to go to work you're not going to go anywhere you're not going to do anything um you know shut it down basically and i i immediately sat there in the hospital thinking about having this halo screwed into my head and um knowing that three four five months i possibly could not do any work and i mean i had two physician standing there looking me in the eye saying, you will not, you cannot work during this time. You need to heal. Yeah. And um, so I pulled away from it and said, um, I'm sorry, that's, that's foolish. You know, I, I disagree. And I, I, I looked at the logic behind their argument and the logic behind, you know, how me sitting around being depressed about my business falling apart was also not going to be very healthy for my mind. And, and I found the, the positive things of doing it right now. I, I was going to take care of my health. I wasn't going to ignore my health, yeah. but I knew that there was a path to success. And that's what it took was thinking through the details of what is the path to success. Don't take the quick answer of no, you can't. Don't take the quick answer of yes, I should. Um, but, but, but think more about the path versus the goal. And when I started building out the path of, well, what if I set up an office in my, in my, in my bedroom with a, a chair that can, you know, move me properly and, you know, and, and what if I get headset and what if I do this? And I, I just started building out the path. And the cool thing about it is the, the four months that I was in a halo were the four biggest growth months of my, of my, of my business that I'm in today that we, we've had for seven years uh, the business grew more in that four month period than any other time. And it was because I could focus in on selling. I could focus in on client care. Um, I could focus in on leadership um, because I didn't have other things to do. Um, and it was because I focused on and built the path, not just saying, here's my goal. There's a lot of people out there that set goals and they don't get there because yeah. they never really clearly see the path of whether you can or can't get there. And the path is the difference. So that's probably my best example. but could give you a hundred of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when I interviewed you for the book, I mean, Leadville and that moment that the bike collapsed and you, I remember very clearly and you looked at your pain pills and you go, not choosing this path. And you, yeah. I think you said you flushed them down the toilet. Um, but, I mean, I this, did. Was, I did. this was three, <laughs> four years ago we had this conversation and I remember that moment. And, you know, I, I choose a situation where every time I'm in the hospital, man, like, I, I have on the door um, taped up, usually med tape, because they don't have scotch tape for some reason. And it says patients on conference calls. And, you know, the doctors come in and they say, hey, you shouldn't be working. And it's like, you don't understand. If I don't work, I die. If I sit here, I die. Let me do the one that's in alignment with my path. Yeah. And I love what you touched in on about goal setting, because goals, y'all, sharks listening, I need you to have goals. I need you to have intentions. I need you to know things. But if your goal for that day or that week or that month doesn't align with your path, you're never going to make that progress. Can you elaborate on what that difference is? Because, I mean, you're the expert in this, Larry. Yeah, you know, it, it really comes back to, to, you know, path is habits. Mm. And, and when we look at, you know, I, I, I coach CEOs, I coach executives all over the world. 
And I can usually spend the first 30 to 45 minutes with somebody and only asking questions about what are you doing today? What are your, what are your habits? What's normal in your life today? And based on understanding what they do and what their habits are, um, I'm able to tell them where they're headed. And um, years ago, I don't know if I stole this or heard it somewhere, but it's something I say to myself all the time. And that is you are on the path to where you're headed. And and that's the habits that we have today, the way that I eat today, the way that I work out, the way that I um, read, learn, study, um, getting in, making calls for selling, whatever my habits are, that's what's going to determine the outcome. And so when, when we're talking about path, the path is, is the plan or the design of, of knowing where you're going, but it's the daily habits that are ultimately going to determine what that path looks like and, and, and whether the goals are even going to be possible or not. And so often people set goals, but they don't change their habits. And so the outcomes don't change. They tend to do the things less than they thought. And, and that's why, again, back to why people will tell you, you're, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that mostly because they watch your habits and they say, well, you don't do the things necessary to get to that kind of outcome. And it does change. It does require us changing those every little single detail type of habit that we have from when we wake up to how often we're studying and reading. And, and, you know, do you start your day by looking at um, certain things that drive the right behaviors in your day? Um, There's so many of those little, little habits that'll determine whether you're going to be anywhere near your goals. Yeah. I always say your habits and skills will define you more than your story or situation ever will. Right on. I like it because it rhymes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's interesting as we talk about this because, you know, we don't actually talk a lot about habits on the show, which is surprising. And at the same time, I think we talk about the moments and the decisions and what goes into making those moments and decisions and how when you put it all in, in perspective, uh, the, the, the day-by-day steps. So I always try to talk to the person who's commuting or in today's world, working from home. And, you know, they're getting ready for their day. And you said you asked certain questions about their daily habits that help them to reflect. Can you live stream, play with some of those questions and give those to us so that we can truly take what you're saying. It's one thing to listen and be like, oh, that was inspirational. I had a great time listening to our show today. It's another thing to say, wow, that show taught me something that transformed my way of being. And so I want to get super tactical for a minute with you and say, what are those questions that we can ask ourselves every day, maybe in the morning during our morning stretch or morning meditation, turn off the news and focus on that. So what are those questions? Yeah, I'll give you a few of the questions and I'll also give you a few of the, the advice pieces that I give to people to, um, to make sure that they do have the right habits. So, you know, I, I, I always want to know uh, what somebody's learning. Uh, what are you learning? What are you reading? What are you studying? Um, what are you improving? Um, I ask people what you're doing right now to be uncomfortable. And um, if they can't answer it pretty quick, I know that they're they're set in what they're doing. Um, I find that that people that have the the most consistent growth in life are the ones that are always seeking what's going to make them uncomfortable next. So I'll ask them what makes them what what makes them what they're doing today that's uncomfortable. Um, I like to ask about um, uh, waking and wake and sleep habits. You know, how early do you get up? Uh, what's your typical morning look like? Um, you know, I'll ask e- things about eating. 
and drinking, um, wanting to find out, you know, how well they're, they're, they're protecting their health and their, and their mind. Um, and, and I, I ask them questions about engagement with others, depending on the position they're in. So if they're in sales, um, where they're connecting and engaging with people, if they're in leadership, you know, how do they engage their people and how frequently are they engaging their people? What are those types of conversations look like? Um, you know, sleep habits, of course, are a part of that as well. What time do you go to bed? And, and, you know, there are some people that are, that are fantastic getting up late and staying up late. But, uh, the reality is the majority of people that have the greatest success are the ones that get up early and go to bed early. Um, but that's, it's not a given. It's not a fact. You can't say that everybody does that, but it's a, it's a more of a norm. Some of the things that I encourage people to do to, uh, from a habit standpoint, that's helpful is one of my favorites is called plus one. Um, whatever your business plan, whatever your life plan, whatever your your goals are in your life, um, I think every day we can do one more thing that's outside of what we've we've expected Ooh. or planned. And so, if you're a salesperson, it's make one more phone call. If it's a uh, if you're a if you're a leader, it's uh, you know connect with one more person in the organization to to inspire them or to intrinsically or extrinsically move and motivate them. Um, if it's, um, if it's somebody in client support, it's, you know, one more thing for a client or surprise one client one today, you know, my sales is an example. And, and I'm a, I'm a glorified salesperson. I, I own businesses, but, uh, the reason I'm successful in businesses is because I keep, I keep creating revenues for, for my company. But, um, as a salesperson and as a person that runs businesses every day, I do the plus one. It's just part of what I do. And the majority of my sales come from my plus one activity. Um, I can have all the business plans and call people all day and do my sales strategies. But it, for some reason, that one extra email, that one extra phone call, uh, that one extra reaching out uh, to help somebody uh, is where my, the majority of my pipeline gets built. So um, those are the kinds of, of habits. And, and again, I, I think I started with reading um, you know, challenging yourself, growing your mind, um, always finding something that's going to make yourself better. You know, those answers to those questions usually give me the clarity of where somebody's headed. Yeah, I love everything about this. So let's play in a different light. So, you know, I'm super growth oriented. I've had the biz for a couple years now. What's a book or a seminar or something that you've taken that's really accelerated your growth or, or taught you to think differently about a situation? What was a something that they can download or attend that's their plus one? Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big reader. Um, you know, I, I get um, book reviews to read to decide if I want to read books. I, I'm constantly reading uh, books and, and the ones I love, I read three, four, five times because I think reading it once is information. Reading it twice is, knowledge and reading it three and four times and applying it is where you get wisdom. Um, so like, you know, I'm a big fan of never split the difference with Christopher Voss. Um, I, that's I been one of the, the bigger game, game changers for me. But, uh, recently I've, I've joined up with a masterclass and, um, and, and, in the name of, uh, and, and this could be where I'm at in my life, but in the name of being uncomfortable, um, you know, Masterclass is a is a online resource that you can you pay to to just watch different experts and listen to what they have to say. But you know, there's economists on there that that are fantastic. There's you know Steve Martin teaches you how to 
um, be funny. <laughs> Penn and Teller teach you how to do magic. Uh, there are people on there that teach you how to cook. And, and you know, I, I naturally initially went, went, would jump into the ones that I was interested in, like, you know, economics and Bob Iger and Christopher Voss is on there. Uh, but then I started pushing myself going, you know what, I'm going to learn how to French cook, or I'm going to learn how to, uh, you know, something about uh, the magic. And I, I'm doing the things that I don't know well, and I'm not comfortable with, because that's what pushes me to be uncomfortable. And I just found that to be one of those kind of resources that just, that is is pushing me. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but every year I start my year and one of my, one of the items for the year is to find something that's really going to make me uncomfortable and it's that I'm going to learn or do. And so, you know, you look at the last few years, I was in a musical, um, had never sang publicly, had never done anything like that in my life. And I auditioned and got in a musical. Um, I was in a movie last year. Um, and I live in Colorado. There's not a whole lot of movies. Out here. Um, <laughs> it's not like being in LA where everybody can get on a movie. Um, I've, I've, be, I've got certifications, educational certifications that I just said, I'm going to go do it. And that's, what's going to happen this year. Um, I, 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 you know, learned to, learn to, to ride a horse. I mean, whatever it, I just think of something that's going to make me really uncomfortable that I don't think I can do, but I'm just going to go prove I can do it. And it's amazing what it does for you. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up. So I just signed up for masterclass yesterday. Um, ah. Love me some Chris Voss. I actually heard him speak. And I just got back from my uncomfortable retreat, which was 14 days on the big island of Hawaii, learning strategies. This sounds so funny because it's just so not my element. Um, but learning the strategies of earth, fire, air, and um, water and how to incorporate the elements into your daily being as you contact your higher self. Like wow. not, not my thing. Right. And then, um, you know, if you're called, you get to dance hula in front of 200 people. So I did that as well. Um, while I was at this retreat and it was just tons of Reiki healers and spirituals. And like, I can't meditate. Like if I sit there and I try, it's just my, I, it's not me. Right. I'm better at other things. So I just, and it was literally 14 days of meditation and playing with elements. It was beyond bizarre. And I loved every second of it. And I think that that pushing has actually made me way better in my business. As I got home, I was like, wow, there's so much more clarity. And I never, whew, that was just, it was so interesting. So right on, right on with that. And I can give you that information if that'd be something you want to do to stretch. But um, thank That's you awesome. for coming on the show. Let's like, as we wrap up, um, share a little bit more about if they're driving or they're commuting right now, give me one more tiny little thing that they can do that they can implement today. What's that thing? Well, this is maybe because it's where I'm at. Uh, I think I think the world is struggling with being mindful. Mm. And, and I think we make a lot of assumptions about what other people think of us and what other people are thinking. And we tend to put our thoughts and other people's on other people of what we think they're doing and what they think they're thinking. And I believe we've got to get to a better place of mindfulness of accepting the world as it is. And as, as it's perceived and as it's real, don't make up stuff that doesn't exist. Uh, don't lie to yourself. 
um, you know, be okay with silence, be okay with quiet. Don't let your phone drive you constantly to be monkey mind. You know, we've got to slow down, breathe, um, truly let your mind work effectively, think clearly. And, and I believe people can be a lot better at everything they do if they allow that mindfulness to take place. And, uh, you know, I, I, I read uh, recently, um, I can't remember the, the name of the book. I think it's one second ahead. Um, the guy said that, you know, 15 years ago, we went to work every day and now work comes to us all day and all night. And we've got to learn to be mindful and in control of our minds and not let the endorphins of every little ping that happens on our phone and every social media hit that comes our way to just to to wash us around like, you know, we're out in an ocean on a on a inner tube. Um, become mindful people. Um, when you're in your car, just just stay focused in your moment. Be in the moment. Be where you're at. Um, and, and allow your brain to be very high functioning versus constantly bouncing around all over the place. That's what people need to do in their car. Wow. Thank you. That's beautiful. So if you guys have enjoyed listening to Larry, I'll put in the show notes, his website where you can reach out to him. And, uh, he had just shared actually right before we got on the call that he's not even doing this to try to, you know, have you guys in his programs or to learn more about him. He's doing this because he loves, all of us. And we both, I mean, I think that's why we've bonded is we both envision a world where, as you had said, you know, we're helping others accomplish things that they didn't know that they could accomplish. And I think that ending in that it's, it's the most beautiful place to be. So thank you sharks for tuning in, Larry. Thank you so much for being here and just sharing such an abundance of knowledge with us. Well, thanks for being my inspiration, Kaylin. I appreciate you very much. You're amazing. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. If you're loving this show and you know, you know you're not living up to your potential, I want to encourage you to text the word INSPIRE, INSPIRE to 66866 or head on over to kaylinellsbury.com. That's K-L-Y-N-E-L-S-B-U-R-Y.com. There you're going to find a place where you can just pop in your email address and get our weekly tactical tips on how to motivate your mind, how to have less stress, less anxiety, and an increased sense of purpose. We'll see you there.